Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brand. When Carlos Ortiz became president and CEO at DDB Latina in 2008, with the vision to unite multicultural marketing across continents through a cultural approach to creativity. Under his leadership, South and Central American marketing efforts were united with Miami, Hispanic North America, and Spain. The multi-continental effort hasn't been without its challenges, specifically incorporating nuances between markets under a universal focal point. But Ortiz has faced it head on. To create a universal standard, DDB Latina has developed a creativity benchmark called the Bullseye System, in which work from local agencies is continuously evaluated and developed by a council of chief creative officers. DDB Latina generated 51% of creative results for the global agency at Cannes in 2021. That number climbed to 59% in 2022. In this episode, Ortiz chats about this strategy and how the approach has flipped DDB Latina's business. He also shares how the agency is attracting and retaining talent and his predictions for new creative trends. I'm Sabrina Sanchez, and you're listening to Campaign Chemistry. Hi, Juan Carlos. How are you doing? Sabrina, good morning. Happy to hear you. How are you? Trying to be happy here, right? I'm good. Yeah. Happy New Year. It's the first time we're chatting this year. It's been a while. I know. I know. You know that every day is like a new year in our business and in life, by the way. So you, you have to say every day, Happy New Year. <laughs> I love that approach. Um, yeah. I'm excited to catch up about DDB Latina today. I know there's been so much going on with you and, you know, you've had a lot of success. Um, and so I want to jump right in because obviously we've talked before about DDB yeah. Latina, about your approach to creativity, about the bullseye method. Um, and I want to just catch up our <laughs> listeners on all of that and see where you are today. So, you know, I wanted to start this conversation by just telling me a little bit about DDB Latina. How are you differentiating yourself from other agencies in the marketplace right now after COVID and all these new trends happening? So the first thing is still the model. The model continues being a very fresh model that keeping all the Latin markets of DDB worldwide together under one roof, DDB Latina. And as you know, the big secret here is that we have uh, people they used to call the region Latin America, but for us it's wrong because it's Latina. Why Latina? Because we join like the Latin markets. That means Latin America is one from Mexico, Brazil to Argentina. The other is USA. Because as you know, the Hispanic uh, business in the U.S. Is, is booming, is growing a lot. And second, and third, sorry, Spain. Spain is the Latin country of Europe. So we build this triangle between Europe, USA, and Latin America. And we have our offices in USA, Spain, and Latin America. So that's the main difference. And uh, the second one is, uh, I have to tell you that... Uh, during COVID, we got uh, extremely well-connected and we had good years. We grew. That is incredible, no? So the first important thing is that uh, maybe to be 100% in the office was not the recipe of success. And maybe you can get culture without being in the office 100% of your time. You can build culture. So... Um, I think that uh, we've been getting, I'm not saying easy, but good years in, during COVID. And especially in different aspects. The first one is 
we've been successful first on the creative and uh, reputation side. We've been winning awards in creative awards and in effectiveness awards first. Second, we've been having some kind, some kind of success on the creative side. It's easier for you to bring good talent. And third, we keep the track of the DNA that is at the end of the day, the creative great product and reputation and the great people is going to bring new business. So uh, we're bringing a new business during the last uh, also two years. And that's been an extremely positive, a lot of motivation for the people in the office. And that's been crucial. So I can tell you that it's, around, it's about people, creativity, and, uh, and new business. And, uh, and that's been like uh, another triangle. And um, it means like we love triangles. So... Um, <laughs> It's been like that, and I have to tell you, everybody talks about how oh, so difficult that the COVID has been. And of course, extremely difficult. But I'm going to tell you something that for me is very important, and is when is creativity more relevant? When you have problems, right? Mm -hmm. When you need to solve problems. And uh, when you have really big problems, and you have crisis, or you have... Uh, difficult moments is when creativity needs to get there to start bringing beautiful solutions and optimism and uh, emotional connection to people. So uh, it's better to have difficult times for creativity than to have great times for creativity. And I think that that's been key. And talking about the Latin culture, the big difference when you think about a Latin culture, for example, in countries in, as an example, many countries in Latin America, when you talk to someone, for example, in Europe, and they are talking right now about uh, inflation or whatever, they are feeling that they are in crisis. But the big difference with the Latina culture, for example, in South America, is that they are not living, they are not getting a crisis. They live in crisis. That is a big difference. So that spirit of being always in crisis gives you like a power of optimism and the right attitude to start all time trying to be creative, solving things day by day. Mm. Uh, and that's for me a big difference right now. No? It's like a, a learning curve from life. Mm -hmm. Because it's true. Check, check out the culture. No, The La Latinos, they've been in crisis always. They leave yeah. in crisis. <laughs> right. And so I want to segue with that because obviously, you know, your approach to creativity at DDB Latina is a cross-continental effort. It's Correct. the Latino market in the U.S., in Spain, in Latin America. But I want to yeah. start with talking about your work in the U.S. because okay. obviously there's some nuances there. What are the nuances of reaching Hispanics in the U.S. and how has it evolved compared to maybe a decade ago? Well, first is that the... The, the Latino or the Hispanic community in the U.S. has been growing a lot, right? So it's, you have a different kind of approaches. The first one is, is growing. Remember, the last numbers of the U.S. were talking like there's uh, the Hispanic community is like, I don't know, it was like between uh, 18, 19, 20% of the total population. That is huge. 
Second is uh, when you see, for example, people getting into colleges or universities, Latinos are like 22%. So it's also growing. So I have to tell you that the, maybe not just the impact, but the merging process of the Hispanic uh, um, spirit into the country is getting stronger and bigger. And, uh, and it's melting every day more and more and more. So what is very important there is that uh, that is uh, is part of the culture. And Hispanic right now is not just a Hispanic culture. It's a new culture that is Hispanic getting into the country in a strong cultural approach. And that uh, that's a big difference because it's not a separate thing. It's like a something that is there, that is new, that is fresh. And you can see everywhere, you know, listen to the music of the country, watching what is happening. So it's, it's very strong what is happening and it's very inspiring. Uh, and uh, of course, it's, it's, it's a wide uh, space of great opportunities and, uh, and, and a world of, uh, of great opportunities. Yeah. And how does that compare to maybe creativity in the Latin or Spanish markets? Like what's the potential there? And how is it different from reaching people in the U.S.? It's, uh, yeah, it is, it is, it's very, just check this. And it's, our main office is uh, in Miami, right? And on the creative side, for example, uh, right now our office in Miami in the, in the country in the U.S. is one of the most awarded offices in the country. And, uh, for example, the last EFI, was Agency of the mm -hmm. Year at the office in the country, not in the Hispanic community. And that's incredible. And if you check Cannes, for example, it's being one of the most awarded also offices in the country at Cannes. So this is more just about thinking about the Hispanic community, something about how the Hispanics are getting involved as part of the culture. So bringing freshness, bringing innovation, bringing many aspects where creativity is uh, the pillar and the center of everything. So I have to tell you that you see the impact not on the Hispanic community. You see the impact in the entire country. Mm. And what are some nuances that people misunderstand when reaching Hispanics in the U.S. versus abroad? First is, uh, of course, maybe years ago, the Hispanic community was totally related with the classic things of the Hispanic culture, no? So Hispanic is salsa as a music, no? Hispanic is this, no? Right now it's totally different. You see, for example, check uh, the number one artist in the world right now is Bad Bunny, mm -hmm. right? And Bad Bunny is from Puerto Rico. And Bad Bunny is bringing like uh, mixing things and creating like uh, a new culture around them, what he's producing as music. So, and then you can go to many different aspects and you see things like that. So it's not about like Hispanic is totally related with the preconcept of what a Hispanic is. It's more related with what Hispanic is doing in the society and new things are coming out of this. The outcome is different. It's fresh. Yeah. How do you like at DDB Latina, how do you unify some of this cultural marketing across these different markets, right? Because the whole approach that you guys take is that it's not geographic, yeah. it's cultural. Yeah. How do you do that? Totally. First, of course, it's about getting 
people, the right people in the country. So as you said, the approach in Brazil has something that can be a little bit different from the approach in Spain or from the approach in the US or from the approach in Colombia. Because every market has like a, a Latino specific like a recipe, right? So we protect and we understand that every country has magic. And But at the same time, there are many aspects of the Latino culture that they can fly. They can be totally universal. They can be part of every Latino in every place of the world. So that mix of understanding the Latino insights as human behavior today, but including what is the Latino perspective in the local basis, that's the big difference and the big, the big difference. So, for example, every time we have a big project, so we can join the power of, of, of the creativity. So, for example, a project uh, in Spain, we bring sometimes teams from Spain, Argent, uh, Argentina, uh, Brazil, USA, and we create powerhouses to go for projects for different countries. And that's really, really interesting because you get a lot of freshness, knowledge, and innovation from something that is being built from the eye of a Brazilian, an American, or um, a Spaniard. And that's incredible. It's something that is not uh, easy to find and gives a lot of uh, freshness and added value to a client. And, uh, and that's something that is very important. Also, at the same time, because you see, for example, check this out, uh, a Spanish client. Normally, the big clients in Spain what do they see? They see, like, of course, the Spanish market, but they also see Latin America as a market or sometimes the U.S. as a market. So it's very easy to create a triangle of putting an operational model for a client, understanding their same culture as we do. So we are a mirror of those clients that are moving the Latino worldwide culture. We, we have to be a mirror, and we, we can do it as, as that. It's so interesting. I want to dive into, like, some of those unifying or universal um, Hispanic characteristics that you're talking about. What are some things that maybe all Hispanics understand that you use to kind of guide your, your multi, you know, uh, continental approach? There are many, many aspects of, of the Latina culture that are always there. First, uh, I have to tell you, the first one is creativity <laughs> because the way they live, they have to be creativity is always very inspiring for the Latino culture. And it's always say, uh, can you be creative? Can you find a solution? And and people they love to see that 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 thing. The second one, I think that is well, there are many, but uh, some of them, for example, very strong is family values. Mm. The, the concept of family in the Latina culture is is still very strong. The father, the mother, kids, etc. That concept of family as something that you have to respect is very strong also in the Latina culture. Um, humor and uh, how to be spontaneous in life. It's, uh, it's also extremely strong and important in, in that culture uh, because always if you've been living in crisis, you try not to be like so deep in everything. It's more like trying to find always the the funny side of life or the not to be mm -hmm. so deep in, in things, but 
it's more about living life a little bit and uh, having fun of life and, of course, respecting the people. So there are many values that in the Latino culture you can find everywhere. And uh, adding that to local things that are coming from different countries can create something extremely, extremely strong. Yeah, so that's that's something else I wanted to talk about because, you know, we've talked about the bullseye method of creating a council yep. of creative directors to sort of um, measure yep. the uh, the success or the effectiveness of the creative. Tell me a little bit yeah. about that. You know, what? how do you bring yep. that into the creative work and what are some challenges of trying to spearhead a cross-continental marketing effort with all yep. these different voices? So I think that the power of of life and power of creativity is different voices. One voice I think that is not enough and not strong enough to to produce strong creativity. So what we did is first creating this model of DDB Latina of USA, Europe, and uh, Latin America. The second part was to put in the center of the culture, because it's a creative company, a creative benchmark system to build and to evaluate creativity in order to increase the quality, and second, to create the culture, putting the people together, the different voices working with one, aiming for one thing, and is to be the most creative uh, uh, culture and system and company. So what we did is uh, we created this model years ago. It's a way to evaluate the work, but we evaluate the work in a very emotional way. That makes a big difference for, for the kind of work you, you think. I totally believe in creativity when you connect with emotions to people. That makes a difference. So we have this system and we put a council with the most talented creative directors of the region. So we have the top people from Spain, from the US, from Miami, from uh, Sao Paulo, from Colombia, from Mexico, from Puerto Rico from Peru, from um, countries that we put together and we work and we, with that benchmark that we created, we see all the work of every office and then we gave all the feedback to every office about what to do in order to improve the quality of the work. And the offices get all the feedback and they send back to the next bullseye meeting uh, the uh, the ideas reworked and all with the comments in order to improve the quality. So let me give you an example. When we started with the bullseye process uh, seven years ago, eight years ago, it was one of his winning awards that it was uh, in Brazil. Now we have, for example, the Cannes Festival. We have nine offices winning can lions mm. nine offices from latina so you see that is a culture working behind pushing hard that's the first one second we started first year winning like with the best year like eight years ago was like i don't know maybe seven eight lions now we are 33 lions per year with in the last three years four grand prix wow so we created a strong machine, and 2022, just for you to know, DDB Latina was 50% of the total awards of uh, DDB Worldwide at Cannes. 50, 5-0. Wow. Impressive. 
And this year, well, this year, sorry, 2023, it was 50% 2022. And 2023 was 59%, so almost 60% of the total points of PDB worldwide that can last year. So it's impressive the power of the culture that we're creating and uh, how we put the creativity in the center. And that's even more stronger because also having all this process, we started also to get into the effectiveness side. So we got into the office. Mm -hmm. And last year, 2023, Miami, from the from DB Latina, was the number one agency at the FEC USA. Mm. First time in history. And Latin America, DB Latina, Network of the Year at the FEC. So it's been incredible to see that we are pushing hard about and closing the gap between creativity and effectiveness because I truly believe that this is totally wrong. You cannot be creative and not be effective. If you are creative, you have to be effective. Both. That's the power of the ideas. And now being number one at Cannes, as the DB Latina, and being number one at the FEs as the DB Latina, we can go and visit the client and say, we are the most creative agency because we are the most effective one. Sorry. We are the most effective agency because we are the most creative one. Choose the one you want. <laughs> and that's a big difference. And uh, it's very strong. So... This is something that has been incredible. And just to finish, last uh, by last year, by October, last year, so we started, the bullseye became the new benchmark for DDB worldwide. Mm. So right now, um, I was in charge of leading this process. And now I'm starting to do the bullseye meetings for Latina, for North America, for Europe. And I'm starting to spread it all around the world. So I've been getting all the meetings, all the bullseye sessions in every region of the company with a great talent. And I'm sure that with all the talent we have and creating this benchmark and and getting strong on the culture, our objective is to become a network number one worldwide. I mean, that's incredible, the success rate of this method. And now that you're adopting it globally, I'm curious, though, yeah. to understand how you're measuring success, right? Because you're saying you evaluate the work based on the emotional impact and connection, but how yeah. are you um, measuring the data? You know, is it through creative awards or the performance of the work? What yeah. are some recent results that you can share? We try to get two things. The first is about reputation. So normally we have creative awards and awards of, of effectiveness, both, mm -hmm. right? So through that data, we can see the impact of the work we're producing in both sides. At the same time, many of the work that we're producing is, um, of course, we also try to see what is the result in business and in culture for the client, right? So just to give you an example, for example, last year, that it was an incredible case. That it was better with Pepsi, right? The campaign. That, that campaign there with Pepsi, remember all the, mm -hmm. the that it was super, it won a lot of stuff in every place. It it, 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 it was submitted. And that campaign got a lot of awards in every aspect. Even was selected one of the most awarded campaigns in the world last year. And um, 
it was like one of the great cases also for Pepsi as a client. They presented, they talked about it. It was great reputation for them as a client. So I think that is a two ways. When something creates something really strong for a brand as a campaign, you see the people talking about it, but you see also the client talking about it. Because sometimes uh, we totally are focused in uh, people, of course. A campaign is for people. An idea is for the people. They have We have to connect to the people. They have to feel proud, happy. As, as We have to see the emotion outside. That's great. But sometimes we have to see that <laughs> if we see a client that is also emotional and extremely happy and proud with that campaign because everybody's talking about it, you see the circle that is completed. So it's like a great campaign, happy client, happy award, happy idea and it's a circle that is totally connected so i have to tell you that uh, as is in life i truly believe in the impact of an idea when it gets deep into the culture when i go to a party and i see people talking about an idea mm. in a party that says wow we got it we did it and that's something that uh, happens a lot. And it's connected, that kind of ideas normally with the big awards because you see a lot of people talking about it. Yeah, that was a great campaign. I remember that um, myself because, you know, it was so interesting to see Pepsi infiltrate the conversation of like not totally. being in QSR restaurants. Correct. And Correct. yeah, the origami, that was a great campaign. And um, how many how many cans awards did that win? Many. I think that I don't know which one was, but it was selected maybe as in Lions. It got like, uh, I think so, not, not 100% sure, but maybe five, I think so. Uh, wow. five, it got yeah. five Lions. That was an, but a really it went, interesting it went brutal in every festival, not, not just Cannes. Cannes, the NAMD, uh, one show. Mm -hmm. It got everything, everything, everything all around the world. Ojo de Iberoamérica, all of that. Mm -hmm. So it was cleaning. It was very, it was brutal. It was extremely exciting. And we have campaigns like that coming from the U.S., yeah. but also coming from Brazil, but also coming from Peru. We've been market, having markets as, wow, stellar markets. So that's that's been a very exciting Serena, and, uh, and we feel proud of it. Because, you know, at the end yeah. of the day, the creation of uh, the system, of the DB Latina system, of the cultural system around the world and the bullseye is being hard work. It's not, it has not been easy. It's been a lot of work. And uh, it's, it's not like a magic touch. It's like putting in place something, working, working, building the data. So uh, it's, it's, you, it, it, it makes you happy and you can feel proud because it's the result of hard work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and I wanted to get into that a little bit of working through now we're finally starting to come out of COVID, you know, um, things are semi yeah. back to normal, although some things are forever changed. Yeah. Maybe not back to normal, maybe back to a new normal. <laughs> right, exactly. That's yeah, what I right. meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm curious about how it was for you to work through that and come up with these award winning ideas in a completely different setting, environment, way of working. Totally. You know, how, how did you persist through that? So the first thing, and it's a very good question. I have to tell you something, and it's 
we were a region that is very unified, very close, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the people. But with COVID, we got closer because we started to get meeting every meetings every week, virtual meetings, of course. And we started to create the kind of meetings that they were funny, very inspiring, and trying to find on a virtual way how to share the bullseye sessions virtually. Because it's different to have them physically. And, uh, and I think that we did it. That was a big challenge. And uh, at the end of the day, when we're physical, we have like uh, four meetings per year. But being virtual, we had more. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and more, but good ones. And, uh, and then really you saw like the bonding of the team was impressive, incredible. So my point is that culture, that is the power of bonding, by the way, and sharing, is something that is not just physical. It's more than that. And that was one of my thoughts, final thoughts of this COVID process. Uh, because we got great results without being physically together. Mm. That's an interesting point, right? Because there's a lot of debate about whether or not creativity can only be achieved in person. But if I'm hearing correctly, you're saying it doesn't necessarily have to be. No, I have to tell you that learning is not, of course, it's important to, to meet. Mm -hmm. It's important to be together once in a while. Yes. And that's the new normal right now. The new normal is not physically 100%. The new normal is... Let's get and find a way to be and to have that bonding and being like very close. And every time we meet, explodes everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that makes a, a, a beautiful difference. I don't know. It's like when you, when you, you have a, I don't know, your couple or whatever, and you are like in different countries, but you write beautiful letters. So the passion and the... The flame of beauty is there, you see. And then when you meet, it's like, wow, beautiful, <laughs> gorgeous. But we keep with the letters the magic. And that's the virtual world. You have to find a way to keep the letters as magic. And then uh, when you can be together, it's like a, a beautiful moment and, and very... Uh, an enabler of great stuff. That's a romantic analogy. I love that. <laughs> yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm a romantic of this business <laughs> and of life. Yeah, of course. So speaking of work, um, I wanted to pivot here to talent because at the top of the call, you mentioned, you know, yeah. a lot of Hispanics are joining the workforce. It's one of the fastest growing populations in the consumer market, especially in the U.S. And it's also the youngest yes. population in the U.S., by the way. Yeah, totally. Um, and so I'm curious about how DDB Latina is working to attract and retain talent right now. Yeah, so um, that's, a, that's one of the big challenges. Absolutely. It's a big, 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 uh, big challenge everywhere. And uh, I think that... I remember the World Economic Forum that I, that I used to visit in Davos. They used the word uh, reset. And um, I truly believe that it's about resetting because um, the way you can keep good people, 
is totally related with in this in our business with success. People they like to be close to success because they feel that they can do more stuff or they are more attractive as as a possibility of doing things, and they like to be close to success because they think they can learn more, and um, and that's something that is very important and is as a humanity is it's an insight and is is better to be close to success than not to be close to success. So that means that if you have a strong machine on the creative side, creating reputation as success, that's the key part. First, never to forget that. And is creativity is the main key for your clients because they want creativity and business solutions, but also is the key of opening the door of attracting talent. Mm. And uh, so it's very clear that creativity is our center as an industry, number one. The second, I think that is really important as reset is, so the, the first reset is the reset of focus on what you have to focus and not, do not forget what's the reason of your company and our industry and its creativity. The second reset, I think that is... Uh, Flexibility, because the new normal is trying to be more flexible. So I think that creativity plus flexibility, there are very important. Uh, it's a wedding of attraction, because uh, really from there you find a lot of things that are are going to be really important, attractive for for the young talent. No, is I want a place that is flexible. But also, but I need a place that is successful because I want to be part of something that I can learn and I can do and I can be part of something that is strong. So that's another point of the reset. And the third one, I think that is culture because people, they love to be in a place where they can build culture and they can learn from a culture, but they can feel part of something, being physically or not being physically, but being part of something. And if that culture is successful, it's even better. Because at the end of the day, it's a bonding of something that you like to share and you feel proud of it. So that's another kind of, of reset that is uh, the power of culture. I truly believe in that. And especially because we are a human company. And uh, as a human company, culture is more important of what what you, you can think. And sometimes uh, people in our business, when you deal with emotions, to be in a place that is creative that can give you opportunities that has a strong culture sometimes that possibility of that perspective sometimes is even more important than just the money and uh and that's a uh, very powerful yeah and you know i'm i'm also curious about whether you know you obviously target the latin audience across the world right but are you seeing an improvement in Latin representation in front and behind the camera in creative work and the scope of the work that's being awarded right now? When you talk about behind the work, are you talking about uh, Hispanic community producing the work, creating the work? Yeah. Of mm -hmm. course. Look, so I'm just, let me give you an example. So look, just in the U.S., Look, for example, the influence of Latino community in the U.S. on the creative side is, is huge not just in business, but also in marketing companies. Czech companies as 
Abin Beth, Heinz, Kraft. They have a lot of people that are of Hispanic leading processes, a lot of people from Brazil. It's huge. Uh, look at the big offices around the world. You see a lot of Hispanic people leading creative departments. Many, and of course, being part of a strong creative department. So there's a lot of Hispanic community leading processes in the U.S., in Latin America, in Europe, and finally also in Middle East. There's like a big expansion right now of Hispanics in, in many places of the world, Sabrina, many, as never before right now. On the side of the agencies, on the side of the clients. That's amazing. I mean, finally, right? It is. <laughs> yep. It's Absolutely. great to see that. And, you know, it's it's great to see that there's um, adoption across the industry, not only of new pools of talent and new trends and new technologies, but just new ways of working and all of that. And so, yep. you know, speaking of trends, speaking of just new normal, there are always new and emerging trends and technologies so what is something happening in the industry that you want to see DDB Latina invest in or embrace? Well, of course. So, so I think that, uh, look, I always believe on my concept about uh, what is happening in the world. I call it um, biped brands, right? Brands with two legs. <laughs> so one leg is always creativity or storytelling or emotions. The other leg is technology. You run faster when you have the two legs. But the, te the technology side works for the creativity. But you have the two legs. With one leg, you cannot win today. You need the two legs, right? And uh, it's the only way to have a new record. And saying that... Technology is not about just about technology because I truly believe that technology technology without uh, emotions is nothing. Because at the end of the day, the, the, the enabler of technology is the emotion. And that's something really interesting because technology and humanity is totally connected. They are not independent. It's like creativity and effectiveness. They are connected. They are the same one. Technology and humanity, both together, is the real power. Emotions, they have the power to move technology. And, uh, and technology has the power to make emotions extra scalable. <laughs> and that's something that is incredible. So saying that we're always checking technology as part of culture. So that means like, what is the impact in technology in human behavior? And then if you have this, in a clear way, you connect with the emotional side that you connect and you create, you, you have technology and you have uh, emotions in the center. What you have is culture because it's the way people live. So technology is about how people are behaving. And that's something really important. So what, what is happening? Of course, chat, chat GPT is something that is right now like, whoa, <laughs> la, la. Incredible, but it's been like that forever. Remember, like uh, two, three years ago, we were talking all about cryptos mm -hmm. and NFTs, and, and then uh, we're talking about metaverse. And I think that uh, right now is going to be time about the, the chat GPT, no doubt about it. And then before that, we were talking about social media and TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat. And 
Because it's not about one technology. It's about human mm. behavior. It's about understanding how people live. And then if you understand how they live, you can create great storytelling full of emotions. And you build both together. You run with the two legs and then you can beat the PA, whatever you need to beat. So that's, uh, for me, like the key factor of this is understanding human life. Okay, so you're bullish on open AI like the rest of the industry is what I'm getting. <laughs> oh, totally, totally, totally. But no doubt, because at the end of the day, check this. And what you're saying is something that I've been thinking a lot. And is if you really see the big impact of the digital era, the real impact is not just digital as itself. The real impact is like we were living in Serena for many years by categories. The retail category, the banking category, the telco category, the whatever, right? And what's been happening with digital is that the boundary between category and category has been dissolved. Mm. So everything right now is crossing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we, it's the crossover era. So right now a company who used to do, I don't know, um, selling books right now is... Uh, is, is a delivery company for other stuff or is giving you loans. Everything is crossing right now. And that's the power of the innovation. So the innovation is no any longer vertical, it's horizontal. And that's big. I kind of right love now. that, the crossover era. That's a good headline. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I wrote it. So you can use it. <laughs> because I truly believe in that. And it's inspiring because that talks that also the innovation has mm -hmm. changed. Yeah. So, you know, we have been chatting for a while now, so I won't take up too much of your time at this point. I have one more Thank question. You. And this is about this. Of course. But it's been about, but it's been a nice chat. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Really. I, no, I really it's been a great it. chat. And so I want to talk about the state of creativity. Um, there's been a lot of chatter, especially after this most recent Super Bowl, that the creativity is kind of falling. The standard is falling. It's just not as good as it used to be. I'm curious to get your thoughts on whether or not you think that's true and what do you think is lacking right now? Look, let me start thinking on something, Anis. In the last, uh, maybe because of COVID, by the way, I truly believe that it was like a deep uh, movement and maybe a deep thought about we need purpose for everything, right? And uh, during COVID, you saw a lot of communication about we want to change the world, we want to save the world. Every brand was taking like a very deep uh, purpose with society. That is not bad. Okay. But, and then you start thinking that sometimes advertising doesn't need to change the world. Every brand doesn't need to change the world. We cannot change the world with every brand every day, every 10 minutes. It's too much. I got exhausted about changing the world because it's not real. It cannot be like a brand wants to change the world and everyone wants to do it. So it was for me too much. So I think that advertising, not advertising, creativity is getting back to simplicity again. Like it's about for me, maybe to change the world is not changing the world, is getting a smile, 
is uh, having a nice thought about something, is uh, having great a great moment watching something and feeling better. So I think that we went very deep. And sometimes we need to go a little, maybe not go back, but moving a little bit to something that is more, let's get again, fun. We've been having tough moments in life. So what, what about having fun again? What about smiling again? What about, uh, uh, I don't know, wanting to hug someone again? It's not just about changing the world. It was, we, we moved a little bit too hard and to, to, to that place. And, uh, and I think that the brands need to get back like a, a very day-to-day power to people. Because really our main uh, objective is to make life better. And, and, and the only way to make life better is not just to change the whole world. Maybe it's just doing something very little, but that can have a lot of impact in your mm-hmm. life. Yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting thought mm-hmm. and um, something to sit, sit on for a little bit. You know, hopefully our listeners yeah. can take that in and think about how they approach creative from here on forward. So thank you so much Absolutely. for joining us on Campaign Chemistry. I really appreciated this conversation. Thank it was you, great to catch up. Thanks for the invitation and, uh, and thank you so much. So that's great. That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Campaign Chemistry on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.